It's Three Point Podcast time again, and coming up next is episode 73. Three Point Podcast gives you the hottest takes on sports and pop culture from three sports guys from three different generations. I'm the grandpa, Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 Radio here in our Michigan Three Point Podcast studios. Our middleman and social media master is Matt Burns of the worldwide leader in sports, ESPN, checking in from Charlotte, North Carolina. And our youngest viewpoints will come from Jared Fattel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. Give us a follow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Three Point Pod. By the way, I want to thank our great advertising partners, which include Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, The Corona Connection, and Card Service Michiana. Thanks also to our website partners, Sports Radio Detroit, and our friends at Midwest Sports Network. Well, we're going to dig deep into the new Michigan basketball coach. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded a live on tape pod. It'll be interesting to hear the different viewpoints. We'll also talk about the NBA Finals. We'll have entertainment news and much more coming up right after these messages. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. All right, guys, like I said, it's been a couple of weeks since we've gathered here as uh, our last pod was a best of. But, uh, you know, last time we talked, we were kicking around names for the Michigan job. You know, uh, Brad Stevens, uh, you know, others out there. And Jawan Howard gets the gig. I know, Jared, you were not a big fan when we were talking a couple of weeks ago. Has it changed at all after the press conference? It changed big time. Not necessarily because of the press conference, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, but as soon as the name Ed Cooley was thrown around, I think everyone, <laughs> I think every single Michigan fan had like a come to Jesus moment. Like, okay, we're not going to get Brad Stevens, we're not going to get Billy Donovan, Jawan Howard is who we want now. It, it became more realistic to have him and more what we wanted. But the real reason I did come around on him is I don't know if you guys saw the second he was hired, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade both quote tweeted his tweet. And we're just the biggest of fans, the fact that he was now going to coach Michigan. And I got to thinking, both these guys have two kids that are just stud basketball players, especially LeBron James' kid, Bronny James Jr., who are coming up uh, and going to be in college in a few years, as long as the rules don't change. And I'm telling you what, I'm calling the shot now. They are going to go to Michigan. And I'm not, I'm not joking when I say this. If Bronny James Jr. comes to Michigan, I am glad that John Beeline left because that's going to be Zion Williamson times five, and that will be at least one really enjoyable season. I'm sure what you're kind of referencing is by then maybe the one-and-done rule, you know, that might be done. Mm-hmm. So Bronny might be able to go straight to the NBA from high school. But, right, if they do have to go to college, I mean, D. Wade and LeBron, they were – 
they were as hyped as anyone that Juwan got that job. Uh, so, yeah, that'd be cool to see. I'm in the same boat. Uh, you know, when a few weeks ago when Beeline left and, you know, we were all kind of blown away, people started throwing out Juwan's name. I mean, I right away was like, nah, we need someone with head coaching experience in college, understands the college game, you know, everything like that. Now that it's happened, obviously, right, we didn't get Billy Donovan or Brad Stevens or some of those guys. And then seeing the press conference, hearing what Juwan has said, hearing everyone, Spolstra, Pat Riley, everyone is just backing Juwan. I mean, it's cool to see Jalen Rose and Chris Webber and all those guys do it too. Yeah, I, I don't know if you want to say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I'm all in. I, you know, I do still think that there's going to be some growing pains. You know, there's going to be a learning curve as far as, like, in-game adjustments, in-game head coaching, you know, because he hasn't done that yet. But there's only one way to learn. So, you know, give him a shot, see what he can do. And, you know, he's he's got some good assistance around him too. So, so that'll help. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Well, you know, look at guys like uh, Steve Kerr. You know, I know he's not your favorite, Jared, but the guy steps right in from the broadcast booth, and you can't say he's not a great NBA coach. Yeah, he has great talent on that team. But if you surround yourself with veteran assistants – you know, the in-game coaching is going to come. And he played 19 years, was an all-star, won uh, NBA championships. You know, he, he paid his dues as an assistant watching, uh, you know, professional coaches work. And I, I am drinking the Kool-Aid 100% as well because what really sold me, and I, I'm usually a guy on Twitter that does a lot of retweeting, as you know. I don't do a lot of original tweets. But after watching that press conference, it blew me away. I love the guy's uh, emotion, his passion. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the Wolverine head coach he said the only job I've ever wanted is right here in Ann Arbor man he sold me and I think if you go to talk to these recruits with that kind of passion you know with his resume I mean we could see some big things my only hesitation on on the hire and and the future you know Jared you like the guys like Bronny and some of these guys that even if they make it to campus pretty good chance they're going to be one and done mm-hmm. Now, you see that as being the future in college basketball, basketball still, that you're going to see a lot of one-and-dones, and what's that going to do to the Michigan program in general? Are they going to become uh, like Kentucky and be parentally right there in the, at the top? I think that it's already happening in college basketball already, and, and like Matt said, if that rule changes, we won't have to really worry about that anymore, mm-hmm. and I think that's very likely that, that changes within the next four or five years. But, I mean, but Michigan's already kind of like that with Iggy and Jordan Poole. It's, I think the only difference is now we're going to actually have better players. I mean, as we saw, like, John Beeline didn't have any McDonald's All-Americans throughout his entire coaching tenure at Michigan. And now I feel like we're just going to have better players. I, regardless of what he does with that talent, which I think could be not a whole lot, because as you saw at the press conference, they asked him what his, like, strategy was going to be, what his, uh, like, technique and was going to be, and he just had – he said that he's going to let the players decide or something, which I thought was kind of crazy because that's like guys my age. Right. Do you think I have any idea how the, what the hell we should be doing <laughs> in a college basketball game? I don't. Well, you know, I think he's kind of, that the message there was he's going to see what these guys can do on the court. And I I really, I'm maybe again I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I don't think Michigan's going to be that bad next year. I mean, they have oh. Teske back. They got their point guard back. The kid from East Lansing, maybe he'll step up. You know, and they had a couple other recruits. I don't think they'll be that bad. No, I, I definitely don't. You know, some people were starting to throw around, like, they're going to be a bubble team. They're going to be, like, fringe NCAA tournament team. I think that's just ridiculous just because, I mean, Minnesota was under 500 this year, and they made the NCAA tournament. So, like, it's it's almost harder not to make the tournament any more than it is to make it. So they've, they've got the talent coming back as far as, like, some leadership and guys with experience, guys who played in the national championship game a couple years ago. Um, but, yeah, they, I mean, if Jalen Wilson is the kid that 
he decommitted when Beeline, when he stepped down, and he's kind of like starting to seem like he might recommit to Michigan, I think that would be huge because I think where they might struggle is maybe the depth, you know, yeah. going eight or nine deep on the bench. But, I mean, you know, Michigan State is still a class of the Big Ten, like we've said the last few weeks or whatever with, with Izzo and Cassius Winston coming back. But there's no reason that Michigan, you know, if, if Howard, if Juwan can come in and, you know, get these guys going – can't be up towards the top of the Big Ten next year. I seriously think that that take from both of you just completely disregarded everything you've said about Juwan Howard as being a good thing. Because do you think that they're going to – you just said John Teske is what we have to look forward to next year, that he's going to be a really good player. Why wouldn't he be a good, really good player? He was pretty good this year, wasn't he? The biggest thing with me with Teske is Juwan might come in and be like a huge help for Teske because yeah. I don't know who was – helping the big men, you know, last year in Beeline staff. But Juwan was one of the guys that helped Hassan Whiteside get a max contract with the Miami Heat. So maybe Howard's going to come in and really help Teske's postgame a lot because that, I think that's where Teske needs help. He was, you know, shooting the three a little bit, I guess, but he needs help in the post. So maybe the new head coach will do that. The thing, But the thing with Juwan Howard, we're not going to have any more of these Teskies, just guys who aren't really that good of athletes, uh, the Stu Douglases, the – Zach Novak is other world. Like that's what Juwan Howard being at Michigan does. We get better recruits automatically. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that without a doubt. And uh, you know, like I said, I, I love his passion. He's going to have a lot of support from all his contacts out there. It's going to be an interesting time for Wolverine basketball. And uh, let's let's get into the press conference here a little bit. Like I said, that just kind of just blew me away how much he loved getting that job and being back home, as he said it. Um, Thoughts on the press now, conference? Now, you watched the press conference live, right? I watched it And that in was its Thursday during the day, so just middle of work, you're just sitting <laughs> in the cube? Well, just... I, I say I watched it live. I actually had my wife record it, and as soon as I got home, I watched it. <laughs> so it was live to you. It was live to me, exactly. In fact, you know what was funny? You know, before we comment on the press conference itself, prior to the press conference, the Big Ten Network played the Ohio State-Michigan Fab Five game in the tournament. It was the regional final. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, Michigan went to the to the Final Four and obviously the championship game, but Ohio State had them beat in regulation, missed a pretty easy shot to send the game into overtime, and the Wolverines ended up winning it, and they had the replay. It was pretty sweet to see the end of that and then watch the press conference. Ohio State was expected to win that game, too, so that was, that was a huge win for Michigan. Yeah, I love those Big Ten replays. That is how you should watch a, a football game. You you know, it just yeah. cuts the plays, yep. gets rid of all the in-between stuff, and it's like you can watch a game in like 45 minutes. One of the most bizarre things, though, Matt, you'll appreciate this, being in the business uh, of television and sports programming, this was what, 91 maybe, 92? When it, when it was the Fab Five? Or was that 92? Uh, yeah, 92 and 93. Okay. I mean, you know, we're watching the replay, and there's no score on the TV. Right. They, they didn't have a little score box. Yep. Why was just, that? They would just flash it up like every basket. Every once in a while, yeah. That seems like one of those things. Why was that ever the case? It just seems so obvious to have this. No one was like, why don't we have this scoreboard on the screen at oh, all I times? Or you just that's so how it always was. Well, when you watch some of those old films, it is bizarre to see the, the TV production and how it's changed. And you're right. I mean, if you're at a basketball game, your head's always turned into the scoreboard, right? Yeah. You want to know what the score right. is. I mean, there might not have been the technology to leave the bug up the whole time, you know. Mm. Oh, now he's getting technical on us with the bug. The bug. <laughs> I mean, might, I don't know. There might have been a technology thing with it, but it is funny because yeah, sometimes you watch those replays and you you have no idea what the score is. Exactly. Is, how much time's left in the quarter? You know, whatever. But 
Um, I did look. John Teske was honorable mention all Big Ten. So, you so, know, that's not bad. So well, the Big, scrub. the Big Ten hasn't won a national title in 20 years. Oh, so here we go. All right. It's not exactly um, the no, I'm, I'm the with crowd. you guys, though. I, that press conference, I, I'm – I don't think there's any shame in him showing the emotion like he did. I saw some people, obviously, on Twitter making fun of him or whatever, and it's like, hey, man, that, that's just, like, raw human emotion. You can tell how much it means to him. He didn't hold back. He wasn't, like, he wasn't trying to act like he, you know, something was wrong or whatever. He just, he flat out said, like, you can see how much this means to me. I mean, this, he, he said when he declared for the NBA draft, he felt like he was letting the university down and his teammates and everything because he didn't bring a championship to Michigan, and now he feels like he can come back and has another shot. And, yeah, like you said, Ted, I mean, you see that passion from a coach if you're a recruit, and, you know, that's awesome because, you know, I guess you never know if he's going to leave for another job. You never know if any coach, I mean, Beeline kind of a little bit out of nowhere left for the NBA, so you kind of never know. But I think if Juwan Howard was selling Michigan to you and saying, I'm going to be here for – you know, your two or three or four years while you're at Michigan, I think you can rely on that because it seems like he's he's wanting to stay there probably for the rest of his career if he can't. Yeah, you'd have to believe that, especially being a recruit. I mean, from from that press conference, and I'm sure how he's going to behave moving forward, it, it, it's pretty good thing I think for upcoming recruits. Did you did you see it, Jared? The whole thing? The pro- yeah, yeah. And like I, the one thing, kind of important. Uh, probably should have his you know assistance and his strategy and scheme probably set. Right. Didn't, but when he cries, you know, it just kind of takes all the heart, and we kind of forget about stuff that might actually be pretty important. But. He does have his staff set now, though, doesn't he? Yeah. He hired, who is that, Phil Martelli? Is that mm-hmm. the guy's name? He's been around a long time. That'll be a that'll be a good hire right there to kind of help him on in game strategies and also in practices. So I, I think they'll be pretty solid. Now we'll see, we'll see when he brings in the recruits. You think he really has a great chance to get Bronny if he goes, plays college? I mean, it's, it's so far down the road like four years that we kind of have to look but I, I think so I mean it's all going to come down to how successful Michigan is over these next four years I mean it can't be a terrible program and not winning many games and get Bronny well that'll be pretty awesome if they do now I saw also didn't Michigan State get a pretty decent transfer over there to yeah, East the kid, the kid from Marquette mm-hmm. yeah is he is he the real deal is he pretty good well it, it, there were two brothers and they I, I kind of forget why they wanted to transfer from Marquette they just want so the, the whole thing they everyone thought they were going to stick together and if they were going to transfer somewhere it was kind of like a package deal um, they they went to two different schools but I mean he's he's like a six nine I mean he's almost like a Matt McQuaid type of player um, he has to he has to sit out next year mm-hmm. but you know so he'll be back in two years but uh, it, to me, it, he seems like the perfect Tom Izzo player. You know, like yep. uh, he can shoot. He's big. You know, like Izzo's really going to mold him into being like, yeah, like another Matt McQuaid type of guy. So is it? I think that's, that's a good pickup for them. Not to go back on what we were like talking about, but is it kind of weird to be like a fanboy of a 14-year-old Bronny James Jr.? Do you ever think about that sometimes when you're watching? Because just recently it became more I'm older than like the college players, and it just kind of clicked like. I'm sitting here like rooting. I think these guys are awesome, and it's like I'm older than them. Is right. that? I don't know. It, it, it's a little bit weird, <laughs> that's for sure. Think if you're my age. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really not fanboying on him. <laughs> I just I'm aware of him, and I'm aware he's pretty good, and you know, obviously he has good genes. Mm-hmm. It is definitely weird, especially come like signing day time when you see people, whether it's like they're really hating on or really being like negative towards someone, or right fanboying out over these. 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, especially, like you said, Ted, when it's, you know, 
grown 40, 50, 60 year old <laughs> men like getting that excited or starting to follow these guys on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. It is kind of like it's, it is almost a little weird. Yeah. What What are your guys' thoughts also on you know the big press conferences that the kids do nowadays? You all all about that? You know, or in football, you know, they'll have uh, hats under a, a sack and then pull out the hat they're going to. You know, making a big production of it. What do you guys? Do you guys like that? My thought process on this has always been this: if you are D, going Division One. 100% you can have that. Mm-hmm. I would say D2 or D3. No. Can't have can't have a, can't have a, you know a national signing no press day. Conference. Yeah, can't have a press conference. So I, I love it. I, I that's probably my favorite thing. I love those videos. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And, I I'm not like the videos of the dude like pulling the semi truck to reveal or mm-hmm. tackling a tree out in the woods. You like those? I I like more of just the hat. The hats laid out in front and picking one. I always like have kind of thought about this. Is something I thought about quite a lot actually. What I would do if I was like a top recruit, I think I would put on like a fake hat. <laughs> Probably would troll. If I was if I was a five star recruit, I'm putting on a Michigan State hat and then I'm throwing it in the garbage. Just make a complete troll job out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I've always loved that. I've always loved that when guys put on the fake hat and dig it off. Oh, that's, that's pretty great. good. It's funny when they mess it up or like there's been the ones. There's been a few recently where you know they got their mom or you know their family around them and they put on a hat like there was one where i think the kid chose lsu and they were clearly like an alabama family mm-hmm. and the mom just like got up and left yeah i thought she was going to smack him in the head that was that was nasty so uh, yeah it's it's a little i don't know sometimes it's a little overblown but it's a it's a cool moment for these kids so mm-hmm. you know whatever well anyway closing this little segment here on three point podcast the wolverines you know they make a hire. They bring back a little glory in Juwan Howard. And by the way, he was probably my second favorite player in the Fab Five. I liked uh, Jalen, probably was my favorite player. I really wasn't a huge Chris Weber fan, and it has nothing to do with calling the timeout. I just didn't really like the way he uh, he portrayed himself on the court. But I thought Juwan Howard was just a total class act as a player, and obviously he showed it in the NBA. So I think a good hire by the Wolverines when it's all said and done, and now they need to get some wins. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think then about the Fab Five? I, I kind of thought just before we wrap this up, you know, in the press conference, there was a side to me that was like, I hope they don't ask about, like, bringing the Fab Five banners back and all they that did. because <laughs> well, it's kind of just a little bit of a, like, dark cloud over the program. Yeah. Let him have his moment as head coach, you know, and then talk about that later. You think they should hang the banners up? Oh, yeah. You know, the players have said, Jimmy King and the other players, Chris Weber has even said, you know, we're all behind them. They might reunite. You know, should that happen? Or, like, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's got to happen. I think if they pick the right opportunity to do it. I'm not sure. Do you think they ought to do it this year? You think just, no, just, I don't think I don't think I don't either. do it when Jawan Howard just becomes the coach. No. Right. Let him get a year under his belt or so, you know. I'm sure the Fab Five will all make an appearance, including Weber. You know, they'll. I mean, it, it was a great era, and it did, though, cause a big black eye and time does heal things and you know they're always going to remember the fab five at michigan no matter what. i don't get why it's such a black eye everyone gets paid well, but it, not, I, not everyone like old gets school. caught not You're, everyone gets caught yeah I think that's true i mean the way that i think of it is that you know the fab five is probably the most iconic basketball team whether it's professional or college in the history of basketball as far as you know the five freshmen coming in going to the championship you know, all the, like, culture stuff around it. I mean, they are just, I mean, the only word to describe is they're iconic. And, I mean, they had that whole scandal. And, you know, they, they put Michigan back on the map as far as basketball. Michigan had just won a national championship, so that helped, obviously. But, 
you know, they put Michigan up there with, you know, the rest of the Dukes and UCLA's and all that in college basketball. And then you have this scandal that just, I mean, yeah, it was basically a, um, a death penalty that Michigan had for a good 10 years or whatever, basically until Beeline came in. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a bad look because you, when you say, like, Fab Five is the most iconic thing, the Fab Five, how great they were, but then all their wins are vacated. I mean, that's what kind of makes it a little bit of a black eye. Now, did you, now, Ted, did you ever change your style from the nice short shorts you wore in the 80s to the long uh, Fab Five shorts? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another thing. They were part of the uh, the fashion revolution. Yeah, they went. They brought out the, the long shorts, the black sock, black short socks. That is so weird that black socks were weird for people to wear. That just seems so preposterous I think to me when I played, you know, it, 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 there was always concerns that the dye from the black socks when your feet would sweat would get into your into your bloodstream. That's why we <laughs> always... I mean, that, that was <laughs> the thought process. Laugh. Isn't that weird? That is weird. But you, you guys, guys are pretty dang the, dumb. Like, knee-high tube socks with the stripes at the top, right? <laughs> yes. Well, we actually, we actually had stirrups, too. <laughs> in basketball or for baseball? Like, you wore that in basketball? I in baseball. The stirrups, the old-school stirrups. That's... Yeah. How did you wear stirrups in basketball? We had stirrups underneath. We, we, <laughs> we had the stirrups we wore underneath our white socks, and the white socks would be over the bottom part, and we'd have stirrups go up to your knees. Don't stirrups have, like, straps? Yeah, well, the, on the bottom, yeah. Oh, it's on the your, bottom? Your, yeah, your toe doesn't go. It's like a, like, how, how would you just, well, you've, you've seen baseball stirrups. Yeah, I know. They're yeah. identical, they but they, they were just lower. You know, they were lower. What's crazy is when, when I was playing in high school, <laughs> uh, so, like, whatever, 2002, 2003, no show socks. Like, so it kind of went the other way. It oh, right. It cool to, be, like, make it look like you weren't wearing socks with your basketball yeah. shoes. But buying no show socks, they weren't. They weren't around as much as they are now. I mean, it's, no-show socks are everywhere now. So, like, we would take our basketball socks and, like, roll them <laughs> under our heel to, like, make no-show socks and basically ruin socks every time we played because they'd just be stretched out in the nasty. That, no, I will that is the worst stuff. I never have liked the no-show socks. I, I even like the stirrups better than I like the no-show so- socks. I've always hated that. I got the no-show socks on right now, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. I, I like playing basketball no show. I mean, I, I don't know. Depends. But and This is how old I am. In, in our day, we had the stirrups, and you know, we paid homage to Pistol Pete. We wore the floppy white socks, too. Nice. Yes. Got to love Pistol Pete. All right, let's move on from that. I kind of screwed us up, guys. We were going to maybe catch up on the holiday weekend before we got into Juwan. But uh, before we get to uh, maybe any big stories we had on the holiday, and also we'll look at the NBA playoffs. We're recording this on Sunday night, 8 o'clock start, game two of the NBA Finals. But uh, just a reminder that one of our great sponsors is Advanced Elevator Company. They feature top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators. An area business leader and longtime supporter of the Corona Public Schools, Advanced Elevator salutes the Lady Cavalier track team who just recently won the Division II state championship. In fact, they won it yesterday, and the big parade through Corona was today. We'll talk more about that great track team here a little bit later. TheCoronaConnection.com knows it's great to be gold. The Lady Cavaliers, again, they will have a big feature on them. That's TheCoronaConnection.com. Well, guys, I don't think we have to be on this long, but uh, Memorial Weekend, did you have anything interesting that took place? I mean, for me, it was just uh, a lot of relaxing, and we went over to Tennessee. My, My wife's dad lives over there, and she has some family over there, and we just basically hung out. And we've been down here in North Carolina 
we had a stretch of like 12 straight days in the mid mid to upper 90s whoa uh and it was kind of the same over in tennessee so it was hot and my my father-in-law has a pool with a nice deck on the back of his house and we just basically hung out there for two or three days and it was great <laughs> it, was, it was very relaxing it was nice yeah, I didn't realize when you went to Tennessee to, uh, to hang out with your in-laws, they actually live there. It's not It's not like a summer retreat? Yeah, yeah, yep, they live there. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It's a close drive, you know, only like six hours, so close enough for the for a weekend trip. Yep. As for me, I Memorial Day weekend, not, not a whole lot going on. Pretty much hung around the house. My brother came home, so that was pretty fun. But it just hasn't been a whole lot going on. I got started a new job. Yeah, you're, uh, I hear you're a landscaper nowadays. I'm huh? a landscaper. So what have they been, because I've, I've had a few different landscaping, lawn mowing type of jobs. Like, what are you actually doing? So you pretty much... You, you, you laying hydro seed? What are you doing? Uh, it changes every single day. You know, one day putting in a little garden in somebody's house, the next day mulching, another day spring clean up, another day just making some deliveries like of plants and trees and stuff like that. I think by the end of the summer, I'm going to be able to be a landscaping whiz. As of now, I don't know a thing. I may have to put you to work, but you're, you're basically just a Toby right now, right? Yeah. Just, you do, go, pretty much I do the, the bitch work. Yes, pretty much what right. it is, which is go, go, the, go to the go truck, wheelbarrow, <laughs> fill up the wheelbarrow with dirt and mulch and bring it back. Just keep, keep constantly running that for us while do, we spread it. Do you like it? Yeah. It gets your testosterone pumping. That's what I'll tell you. Okay. You know, you're, you're around all the guys. You know, you got a nice guy crew, 30 guys. You got your own personal crew. You're just there, and there's something about I like mowing lawns, and I like doing work like this because you can just shut off your brain. And that's when some of your best thoughts just come into your head is when you're doing just mind-numbing labor like this. And you always have a sense of accomplishment at the end of every single day of work, you know. It's the same way you would if you mowed your own lawn or whatever. So that's kind of why I like it. But. Well, you got to shut off your brain once in a while. I'll give you a little kudo here. Jared working for a, a local landscape company, shutting off that brain. But uh, nicely done in your first year at Grand Valley, 3.9. Not bad. Nice. Yep. Why didn't you get all the way up to 4.0, though? <laughs> Couple of A minuses. <laughs> thing, thing that I've actually, I think college is actually a lot easier than high school because you don't have to. You're not in class, you know, 35 hours. When you're in college for, I was in class. You're maybe in class like 20 hours a week, right. and you just have the rest of your time. You know, obviously I worked as well, but it's like you have so much ample time to just do all the extra work and homework and stuff like that that it's just. Well, you got to be bright first of all. You, you don't shortchange yourself, but really, I think you find that. Time management really is key in college, isn't it? When you when yeah. you schedule yourself to do the study and and to, and to do the research and everything that goes into what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When you go from you know when you're in high school living at home, it's a pretty structured schedule as far as what you know when you go to school, when dinner is, practice, all that. And then all of a sudden, bam, you're in college, and it's just kind of on you to like you said to to time manage your time. And uh, yeah, you do have a lot more free time. I think a big thing too is. Once you get past those kind of BS gen ed classes everyone has to take or whatever, you're taking classes that you're actually Mm -hmm. truly interested in, you know, and, you know, sometimes in high school, you're just having to take, you know, whatever classes that you may not be interested, but you're required to. So, so that helps. Exactly. And and it's like, I'm not doing any math classes right now. You know, it's all writing or Mm -hmm. which is stuff that I can do pretty, you know, I I don't want to say easily, but, you know, 
I guess well, for lack of a better. You actually like doing it. So yeah, that, and, I mean that's a big difference. So what's the game plan? I guess you know Matt's in the um, in the, in the sports broadcasting business for ESPN. You know I work part time in radio and have been doing it for many many years. What is your major and minor, and what are your it's, future aspirations? I mean, to be honest, I don't really need a degree for what I'm doing. Really, you know, or what I want to do. Okay, you know, I just kind of want to. You know, obviously. Well, you got to get a dream of like communications, or yeah, what? it's it's multimedia journalism okay. is what the multimedia degree journalism. is. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what I want to do with that yet. You know, still deciding. But I mean, obviously, the goal, the end goal, is to work at Barstool Sports. That's just what I want to do. But okay. you know, it's going to take a lot of work, and definitely got to do a lot more stuff. Well, Matt's goal was ESPN, right? Uh, that was always my goal. Yep. So Barstool, you can make sports, it happen. Go out and live out in Boston. Is that what you? They're really in New York. Mean? Oh, they're in New York. Now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that, that's even better. Yeah. I know, I know a couple of people that work there, and then uh, at the Ringer. Mm-hmm. I know Jared. You know what the Ringer is, Ted. Yep. You know what? I know what it is. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you can make it happen. You just gotta keep doing what you're doing and put yourself out there and stuff. And yeah, multimedia. I mean, it's that's very broad, right? Could be exactly. Could be writing. It could be radio. It could be television. You know, a lot of this stuff too. I've come to find out. I would never. I mean, I'm not trying to act like I'm older, wiser, or something like that. But I've I've come to find out there are definitely. I would never take away my college experience. I would never tell anyone not to go to college because I loved it. It was great. You you learn a lot about yourself. You know all that stuff at college. It, it's it's really great. But there are, like Jared said, there are some industries and TV and you know radio, some stuff in like communications. You don't necessarily need a college degree to do it. I mean, because there's a ton of people that work here at ESPN that don't have. They don't even have an associate. They don't have an associate or a bachelor's. They just went to you know like a, a tech school type of thing and got like a six month certification or some some didn't even do that they just started working in radio in high school and just kind of you know kept getting experience and you know they got that job experience and landed a job at espn or whatever so, so that's what i mean like i would never tell anyone not to go to college because me personally I, I think there's a lot of value yeah there is there is with the experience and i think also a lot of times for future employers it might be the final thing that uh, closes the deal when they when they see that you have a degree. Yeah, if it's between two people and one right. has a bachelor's and the other one doesn't, you know, that might tip the scale. Absolutely. Well, a uh, little NBA talk, boys. We had uh, the Golden State Warriors on the road to Toronto. You had uh, Kawhi staying Kawhi and picked up game one as we're recording this on sunday what are we thinking is this going to be a 2-0 or is golden state going to make it a 1-1 or what are we thinking right now i'm basically at the point i've probably said this whenever we've talked about the warriors this whole playoff run even if it's 3-0 raptors at some point i'm still going to pick the warriors to win i like i'm to the point where i'm not going to bet against the warriors until you know until someone actually beats them and even though the Raptors. I feel like the Raptors won that game. Home court was huge. You could tell that home court advantage was huge. Warriors were definitely shaking off some rust. But I feel like the Raptors had to play so hard. They had to almost play like a perfect game. They had to do so much just to eke out that one win in game one mm-hmm. that I, I think the Warriors, like, I don't even think they really are worried at all. I think they're like, we're fine. You know, they had to. It just seems like, I don't know what you guys thought when you were watching game one it just seemed like the Raptors were struggling so much to just keep that lead that I, I just can't bet against the Warriors see, see I'm, a, I'm gonna do something that Ted would do right now uh, I'll bet you a thousand dollars that if the Raptors are up 3-0 
<laughs> that they'll end up beating uh, the Warriors. And that's what you love to take, like, so, like a throwaway comment like that and just turn it on. You've done that to me a couple times. Uh, yeah. Um, still owe you $10. Yes, you do. But I want to, before we get into the actual game, so what is, I'm just curious, let's go, like, behind the curtain a little bit with the DVR. So, okay. obviously, it's an 8 o'clock game tonight, Sunday night. Yep. Are you... Do you are you are you just planning on watching it all tomorrow night? Are you going to no, no. watch first half, DVR second half, here's, play it by ear? No, here's my plan for tonight. I have a I have a sales trip I got to go on really early tomorrow, so I don't see myself getting up and watching the end of the game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the game tonight. Since mm-hmm. it's an eight o'clock start, it'll be wrapped up by eleven. Yeah, you know, so I'll be able to make it tonight, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. The nine o'clock weekday games, no way. There's no way I make it. I make it to halftime. I record it. I get up in the morning over a cup of coffee and watch the end of it. That's okay. how, that's how I do it. Skip through the commercials and all the BS, and yeah, that, that's not a bad way to watch it, really. I even uh, I cheat even more than that. I, I skip through probably the third quarter and get right to the meat and potatoes at the end. But and see what's nice while you're doing that. This technology we have, the score bug is there. You can watch that score change while you're fast forwarding. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> now, a lot of people have been talking about this on like sports radio is. Like Kevin Durant, you know, how the worst thing possible that could happen to him is the Warriors win without him. What do you guys think? Is it possible for him? I think we've all kind of been in this scenario one way or another. There's no way in hell he wants them to win without him, right? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. I just It's human nature. We can, You can put on a good face and act like, you know, you're happy for them and everything. Kind of like when a quarterback gets, like, replaced by his backup, and then, you know, they do, like, the interview. Like, he's been so helpful helping him, right. you know, get get ready for every game. It's just there. It's just how people are. He, there's no way in the world that he's happy. There might him. be a little bit of that, but we, realistically, when you think about it, uh, I think Kevin Durant probably is a pretty good guy, pretty good teammate. I don't. I think he'd be okay with it. Plus, he's going to be moving on anyway, more than likely, right after this season. Is that pretty much a done deal that he's he won't be with Golden State, or you think there's some way they keep him? I, man, I don't know. I hope he leaves. You guys know that. Uh, and I actually saw that something that Drake might be wearing tonight to a game is actually going to be a Kevin Durant Knicks jersey. What are your guys' thoughts on like on Drake? Yeah, I mean, I, I, know, know, I, know, I, I know you love it, don't you? Yes, I'm, I, it it does create something to talk about, but a little bit extreme when he's telling Draymond Green he's soft. I mean, I mean, come on. Is Drake that big of a superstar that he he has the balls to do that? Well, I loved what, what just because he sits there next to the bench. Draymond is the one player on the Warriors that I actually kind of like, and right. I, I loved his response to that when someone asked him, like, you know, basically, it is that okay? Him. He said he's put in enough work to you know to get to like where he is at in life that I'm okay with him saying it. It's a lot better than just some idiot you know in the stands saying it to him. So yeah, he was okay with it, and it just makes the game a lot more enjoyable. I I I literally look for him every time they call they go down the court. And it's like he's on the screen. I'm looking for his reaction to everything. That's the only thing that, and this is kind of an old man thing and an old man comment, but that it just it irritates me just a little bit. You know, like he has a stake in it. I know that he's been a Raptors fan for a long time, but he's just a fan, just like anybody else. Yeah, okay, Spike Lee had his moment, Jack Nicholson with the Lakers, you know, the whole thing. And am I going to lose sleep over Drake? No, but it, it, it irritates me just a little bit. Detroit needs somebody like Drake. We don't have anyone like him. Yeah, you're right. Who could Detroit have? Like, I mean, like Kid Rock, I guess. M- Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm not, like, mad about Drake. I, it is a little annoying because I just want to watch the game. Right. But see the camera constantly going over to this dude like acting like a clown and like what's more like ridiculous i just think this guy is thirsty for attention and just really wants all these pro athletes to like 
gawk over him or something. He has tattoos on his. He has, he has a Kevin Durant and Steph yeah, Curry tattoo weird. on his really arm. Really weird. Are they really there? Yeah, tattoos? that's why he was wearing that. You probably were like, oh, that's just the style. These no, days. no, that I, little wristband I, I saw he's the, wearing. I saw the numbers, but they're really there. It's oh, yeah. in honor of them. Oh yeah. yeah. What What was his mindset when he got them? I, who knows? That's what I mean. I I don't know. I'm sure there was a reason, but that's what I mean. He just seems like. I mean, how he's always taking pictures. I'm sure you saw the. The heavyweight champ that he got knocked out last night, a huge, like one of the biggest upsets oh in heavyweight boxing ever. Oh, my God, it was awesome. And like two weeks ago, Drake took a picture with him. Right. So, like, there's that whole Drake curse thing. He's always putting on the different jerseys. You know, one minute he's a uh, Duke basketball fan, the next minute he's Kentucky. So, I just, it seems like to me, it's just a huge, like, reach for attention. And, you know, like you said, you, there's Spike. You know, he had his thing with the Knicks and Nicholson. There's a ton of other successful, rich fans who sit courtside and don't make the game about him like Drake does. And that's what kind of bugs me. Yeah, like, me fan, too. I mean, you, you've you made enough money in your life to be able to buy those season tickets or whatever right there. So you did, you can do that. But why does he, like, make it about him where he's, like, rubbing the coach's back and, like, getting in Giannis's face during the Bucks series? And he's not even playing. I guess I would want to say, like, if you want to talk trash to Draymond, get out on the court and play him. If you want to call him trash, do that. Do I don't that. know. I, I don't like that take whatsoever, Matt. It, it's all in good fun. It's not like it's entertainment. Yeah, in your viewpoint, right? And I and I feel like the, the Raptors have never spoke out against it and said it's a problem. The coach loves him. Toronto loves him, and it's just well, yeah, of course they're never going to speak out because they're. I mean, that puts them in the news. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when the, they're not talking about the actual Raptors because they're really other than Kawhi, they're kind of a boring team. Uh, they're talking about Drake. I mean, Drake was like all over. Sports Center and all of her social media and stuff. So when they're talking about Drake, they're also talking about the Raptors. So, of course, the Raptors aren't going to say anything about him. I want to ask you a serious question, probably directed more to Jared, but, Matt, you can weigh in, too. Is Drake really that big a superstar? I mean, is he's his music best. that great, uh, or is it because of his whole empire he's built? His music is pretty damn good. Is, if you if you go out to Call a, you on the cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you go out to uh a club or whatever or uh-huh. a bar. It's his music it's that's all playing. Drake. It's okay. all Drake. All and right. it's, I mean, run. I don't know currently. I know I've, I've, we've talked about this. I don't listen to a whole lot of like whatever today's music. I do a little bit. But when I was in college, it's kind of when he was like getting big, the, the end of when I was in college. And then what? Probably for like a six year run. So probably when Jared was going through high school. Yeah. yeah Drake was, he's huge. I mean, he has a ton of hits. Didn't he have a big he, feud with, uh, who's the guy that beat up Rihanna? Chris, oh, Chris no, Brown. he didn't have one. He had one with no, uh, not Chris Brown. What the heck is that? He, his album's Daytona. Uh, Push a T. And it's funny. And this is why I love this stuff. So the Bucks' daughter, the right. Bucks' owner's daughter, went to the game. Yeah. And was wearing a Push a T shirt. Oh. Like it's just uh, sitting courtside. Like it's. I don't know. I just love it. It really. It really does make my night. I love it when he's at the games. If he's not, and you and you know exactly where he's sitting. If he's not at the game, I'm bummed out. And there's been a few games this year during the playoffs. Like I think Game Seven, maybe he wasn't there. Really. Or no, I think he was. It was one of those like playoff games against the Sixers where I was like, oh, I, like, I was really bummed that he wasn't there. Yeah, because I mean, man, to pass up that seat, it's the best seat in the house. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. I it's funny how the NBA does that too. You know, the players' bench is down farther, <laughs> and the and the the big rollers get the seat right there at mid court. The the seats that are on camera the whole game. Exactly. You know, no matter no matter where the action is, Drake is basically on TV the whole game. <laughs> Oh, no doubt. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna take a little opposite take of you, Matt, on the games themselves. I mean, we got one game in, game two's tonight. 
I I mentioned it a while back when when Kawhi hit that shot from the corner to to seal that one series. I think they're I think they're the karma is with them. Yeah, they're working hard to pick up the wins, but I, they have the home court advantage, and I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to win the series, maybe in wow. seven. Well, like they're pulling an 0-4 Pistons over the Lakers. Isn't Ingadala? Isn't he Ingadala. questionable? Ingadala. <laughs> Ingadala. Uh, yeah, he he like he's had a calf issue for a while. Yeah, so he's he's gonna play, but he's a little banged up. Right, and Durant, we don't know what's gonna exactly. happen there. And I don't think he's Boogie, playing tonight. Boogie is Boogie. He's, he's playing, but he's, playing, he's not one hundred percent. No, no. And I, it's obviously comes down a lot too if Kevin Durant's gonna play or not. But Kawhi Leonard, and he didn't even he he didn't play super well. He's obviously clearly like hobbled. You can just tell like when he's playing. Right. How, just the fact the way he's able to this is this is what kids my age like to call it we have to call it strapping on the backpack that's just where the team jumps in his backpack straps it up and just carries him absolutely and he is that guy exactly There's no doubt about it. i mean you know i played with players like that too at a lower level obviously <laughs> but i knew when it was time to get it done you get the ball in the hands of your man well you claimed that it was you remember when you said that you were uh betty <laughs> from the from the sandlot or yeah is it benny the oh, Jazz, i was talking baseball I'm not, we're, we're talking basketball here how about how about Kawhi's hands that, that one fake pass he had where he he put the ball out and then pulled it back. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. pretty awesome. It's going to be a good series, I think. It, it should be. I just, you know, it's hard for me to bet against the Warriors. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Raptors what do you think, Jared? Well. I mean, the the head says Warriors, obviously, even with the, the Raptors up 1-0. But if the Raptors, I mean, if they can get a 2-0 lead, just one game, give it all they have tonight. If they can get a 2-0 lead heading back That's to gonna be huge Golden State's huge. That will be huge. Tonight's game is the and, pivotal game, yeah. really, when you think yeah. about it. For that reason, mm-hmm. if Golden State, you know, steals it, then I then I have to go with what Matt said. I, you got to go with Golden State if they win tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if they're they're saying that Durant might come back like Game Four or something. So, do you, you think, think that's just talk, or you think yeah. he really is coming back? I mean, I, last I heard, like a couple days ago, I heard he hadn't even been doing like individual drills at practice. So, like, <laughs> I have no idea. And even <laughs> if he does, is he gonna? Yeah. Like Boogie Boogie came back and he looked like he could barely barely run the other night. So I wouldn't hate it if if the Warriors were down. It would be pretty awesome if the Warriors were, somehow were down like three one or something like that, and Kevin Durant just suited up and they won like three straight. I, I would kind of love that storyline. A Willis Reed, yeah, Steph MVP, Curry right? does not win a Finals MVP. That's the one thing that I am very much rooting against, as along with the Warriors obviously losing. Well, we shall see, boys. It's going to be fun. Uh, by the way, Card Service Michiana, they offer great credit card service, setup, and equipment for both new and existing merchants, guaranteed to save you money, no contract, no monthly minimums, no problem, and no early termination fees. Call 574-238-1397 or contact us here at 3 Point Pod for details. All right, a little segment I want to get into, guys, before we... We talk some entertainment news. Uh, first of all, you got to love this. You know, we've had this podcast going, what, about a year and a half? This is episode uh, 73. Mm-hmm. We actually had a random, out of the blue, review from uh, from Wolfman J. He's at Goodfield Tanner, okay? And it was kind of neat to see this. He reviewed our episode 71. This is it verbatim. Great sports talk radio here. Only way to slice it. Sounds like some serious radio experience that makes for a meaty listen. One guy sort of sounds like Vizzini from The Princess Bride. Not sure who he's talking about there. And they absolutely bombed the intro song. But overall, a 7.9 out of 10. Now, what do you guys think about he's, that? That's pretty solid. Yeah, he's a little part of me thinks maybe this is like Matt's like burner account. 
come, coming at you. Uh, but I don't know. I think you're definitely Vizzini. Is am that, I? Is am that I? Right? Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe we might have to... What uh, what else is he in? Is he really is he, is he that well known of a character? He is on the Princess Bride. I'm trying to think what was his catchphrase that he would say. Uh, oh crap! I knew it. I didn't write it down. But yeah, he was a pretty big character in that movie. He, in fact, he was in uh, Young Sheldon. He was a character in Young Sheldon. Uh, Wallace, yeah, no, definitely, definitely not a name. burner account. Uh, he that <laughs> came out of nowhere. His he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to review podcasts, so he he, re, or he tweeted us and asked. Do we want to be reviewed? He's he's doing it like a bar stool, like the pizza reviews. Right. That's like his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, yeah, I don't. Even if he like totally rips us, cool. Go ahead and review us. Um, and he's, I, I looked back, you know, at the last whatever fifteen or twenty reviews that he's done, and we're the highest rated one that he's reviewed. So that's awesome. Whatever that means. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's bad. And heck, if I'm Vizini, however the guy <laughs> says his name, Vizini. Wallace Michael Sean is the actor's name. Okay, all right. Well, he did have one phrase he said in that movie about five or six times. What now. is? What if this guy is just like sleeping in his? Like this is just like the ultimate loser that's reviewing this nah, who podcast. Who cares? <laughs> it was random. That's the cool part about it. You know what I it mean? Was on the I mean, blue. we have our friends that you know listen and mm-hmm. all that, and you never know who's out there. So it's good to get a positive review. Seven point nine out of ten. That's that's okay. That's passing grade, right? Mm-hmm. The whole bombed the the intro song. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of the one responsible for that, so yeah. I'll, I'll take that criticism, you... but I basically just, I think I told you guys, I basically just, like, Google a song, I'll, I'll put in, like, 1979 rock, 1997 hip-hop, and, like, one of the first songs that come up, I grab it and put it in, so uh, we'll always take requests <laughs> if people want to hear, or, or if there's something that we talked about, like, the, one of the previous pods we were talking about, Grand Funk Railroad and uh, Old Town Road, mm-hmm. so I went ahead and throw the, threw those in there, but... Here's here's a request, and for some reason, I just like rediscovered this song today. Ted, you'll appreciate this. Uh, Life's been good. Joe Walsh, that's great a, song. Oh, that's a classic song. What I hate about it though, why is it eight minutes long? What is it with like 1980s and 70s music? It's like being 10 minutes long. It's a jam. Yeah, it's a jam. The DJs in those days would uh, would put on a record that was a long song. They could get up, go take a leak, exactly. smoke a doobie, get back, and then flip the record. That's that's how that all came about. I was going to say, yeah, radio, I know radio changed it. and I mean, like, the you know, making short tracks for radio. Or what's the song? Video Killed the Radio Star? Yeah. Right, right. The Bugles. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's get a little Joe Walsh tonight for this one, all right, Matt? Noted. Ah, perfect. <laughs> also, before we move to Tedertainment tonight, Corona's track team, and we got to talk about this just a little bit, guys. You know, we're all three Corona Cavalier graduates here in Mid Michigan. The Cavalier girls, the MHSAA Division Two state champions. How about Junior Hannah Hollister? She was absolutely phenomenal, winning the 300 meter hurdles, the 200 meter dash, anchored the gold winning 400 meter rate relay with Lily Bauer, Elizabeth Norris, and Lexi Mort. Hannah also raced to a third place medal in the 100 meter hurdles i mean she's up for uh uh state final mvp mm. that's pretty amazing yeah she would dust me in a race yeah. that's that's i don't even feel like i should even have to say that but yeah she's, she's that's really just oh, that, impressive. that's incredible and it's awesome to see another uh corona team get you know hang a state championship banner but i was going to ask you guys so i know she just you know dominated she's a dual sport athlete right she's committed to grand valley to play softball yeah yeah, yeah, she's a so heck, of, heck of a softball player. come around? Because we had some people when I was in high school that uh, would have done dual sport. And I maybe I maybe would have thought about running track um, and playing baseball. Probably not. But uh, when did that come around? Because it wasn't allowed when I was in high school. So when did when was that? 
put into place. Well, they've gone through a couple different cycles. For a while, yet, like you said, it wasn't allowed. When I was in school, they made it mandatory. The baseball players had to run track, and that was more of a Nick Anise rule because he wanted his football players to, to run track. So if, right. you're, if you're on the baseball team, you're running track. Mm-hmm. So I got a little bit of both myself. Yeah, I think that's cool, though. Like, I, I mean, you know, if, if you can manage the time and you can manage the practices and whatever – and you want to play basketball and wrestle or, you know, whatever it is, I don't see why that should be an issue, right? Well, I agree. And I, I'm not proud of how I handled my track practices because, you know, we would we would take off and, you know, I, I ran the 800 meter in the mile, and uh, we'd do our little workout where we'd run through Corona. Man, I, I didn't run very far. I did all my running when it was track meet day, so I we, was I wasn't in the greatest track condition. During middle school, we used to have to run run the run a block around right. around like the Corona Middle School, and there's a parking lot that you can cut through. <laughs> and uh, Coach Nellis would have to he would have to drive around on his car because kids would just be cutting through the <laughs> mostly the shot putters guys who are you know 200, 300 pounds right. plus, but a lot of not running, yeah. especially by me. Yeah. So. What do you guys think about? I remember. Um, I mean, she she's just it's incredible how how good she is, you know, track and softball. But you know, she dominated, and you know, the rest of the team I know is really good too. It wasn't all her, but you know, in track, I remember the the story. Uh, Tyrone Wheatley, the running back for Michigan in, in the early '90s, and you know, he went right. to the NFL and stuff. He he went to high school. And he I think he still holds a ton of high school track records. He went to a school outside of Detroit, and. He won a bunch of individual state championships, but then he basically, on his own, won his high school a team state championship because he was winning every event on his own. Basically. That's right. He had the most points, right? Yeah. Yep. So I mean, that's you know, obviously some other people contributed, but for the most part, he won his team state championship. Is that kind of like weird for track? You know, if you have one or two people that just dominate every running event, you can win a team state championship. Yeah, I know a lot of people. So there's actually what there is. So there's the Mitka, which is like the team states, which is what I what my team won back when I was a senior in high school or a junior. Actually, I say we. I, I had nothing to do with it. But they actually, but, it's a team. It, but it's but it's like it, that's point. that's unofficial though. It's not a state. That's like, that's not a certified like MHSAA state right, title. But right. then yeah, like you said, Matt, the actual state meet. One guy can pretty much win you the whole thing if, if you need and, it. And Hannah did. I mean, she carried him, obviously, with three three championships and a third place. And and like you said, they had some other support with other girls. Like, I know Mariah Duncan, I think, finished second and fourth in uh, discus and shot. And mm-hmm. a few others did real well as well. Also on the boys' side, I mean, Ben Jacobs, another great day, went in the 1,600-meter race just under four minutes and 20 seconds. And also a part of their 3,200 relay with Carter Lovejoy, Mason Warner, and Evan Roca. So they like to say it. It's great to be gold over there in Corona. And uh, they had a good day I, yesterday. I heard that you were the one that came up with that phrase. No, I wasn't. That's what I was told. Who told you that? Really? Uh, my dad told me that, that you were the one that came up with, or maybe, he, no, never mind, he did. He might have come up. Cut I, that, maybe. I, I came yeah, up th- with. Never mind, I remember that wrong. I came up with calling uh, Nick and East Stadium the Nick. That's my claim to fame for, for nice. naming stuff. Was it the Mitka, before we wrap this up, I'm, I feel like I remember, I know it's unofficial, did Coach Aldrich, I don't know if he's still at Corona. No, he's not. Was that created I think by he, him? I think so. Yeah, or he was very instrumental in it. Yeah, definitely. I thought I remember, like I had friends, you know, running cross and in, in track. I, I swear I remember that Karana, you know, whatever, kind of created the Mitka. I think I don't he know if that's was. True or not? Mm-hmm. I, I think so. All right, before we get to uh, Tedertainment tonight, just want to, you know, it's NBA game two tonight. Why not stop to 
Rivals Tap House and Grill anytime during the uh, the NBA championship. It's our favorite sports bar. Check out Bike Night June 6th, and after a long day at Kerwood, come on in for karaoke on June 8th. The NBA Finals, like I mentioned, heating up. Watch on the 21 high-def TVs and the huge 10-foot uh, screen. Awesome food and drink. Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. All right, guys, uh, starting off this segment, I was going to go see Rocket Man either Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, but time just got away from me, so I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably watch not, it next week. And you saw it? No, I haven't seen it yet, but you're just not doing your job. Well, I can't always see it on opening weekend, but I did my job because I, I elected instead to watch Deadwood the movie, which debuted this weekend. Now you Is this something? Is this like a murder mystery again? No, no, no. Okay. I'll, I'll set the stage for you a little bit. Deadwood was kind of a western. It it took they ran three seasons on HBO and it was about the gold rush. And there's actually a Deadwood, South Dakota, and it was about the characters that you know came to this mining town. It was a boom town. You know they had a brothel, they had uh, you know the doctor's office, a, a, a saloon, all this stuff in Deadwood, South Dakota, and the different characters. They had a marshal that was a badass. They had the saloon owner that was a troublemaker, and it, it was a good three seasons. But you know when you watch some of these HBO series, sometimes. For whatever reason, they cancel them, right? And mm-hmm. they don't wrap up the storyline. Like Game of Thrones, you may not have been happy with the storyline in the final season and how they wrapped it all up, but they did wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Where some of the series didn't get that uh, closure, and Deadwood was one of them. So they decided, hey, we're going to do a two-hour movie. Same characters. Took place ten years later. They were celebrating South Dakota's statehood. And they had a big celebration in town. One of the bad guys from the original series came back into town. He had made his way to California where he had become a senator. And he came back to Deadwood and he wanted to buy some some guy's uh, real estate. And it, be, it became a little bit of a murder mystery mm-hmm. because one guy got killed. But it was, a, it was a pretty good fitting way to end a really good series, Deadwood. So I, I'd recommend if you get a chance, you could binge through three seasons of Deadwood pretty quickly and then catch up on the movie. Oliphant, the main actor in that? He's one of them. He's fantastic. He plays the the marshal. Nice. He's really good. The, I've, I've seen a couple episodes of that. I, I love westerns. I know we've talked about it. I, I need to need to finish that and, and then watch the movie. Yeah, check it out. Take my recommendation. I think you'll like it. I, w- I would think the movie. I would say that on the movie review, I'm going to change my rating uh, rating uh, uh, system system from three to nine. We'll keep it in multiplies of three, <laughs> multipliers of three. But I would give this one a solid. Uh, Six and a half, maybe a seven. That's confusing as hell, but seven out of nine. That's not so bad, <laughs> is it? Is that confusing? That's, that's something. But so, <laughs> have you seen um, Chernobyl on HBO, Matt? Maybe have you seen this? It's is it pretty much? Good? It's people are already calling it like the best, you know, mini series of all time. I've already seen that on Twitter. Oh, okay. You know, it obviously goes over the whole Chernobyl like nuclear disaster and stuff, and it's just crazy. Some of the stuff, you know. After the the radiation, after that came out, they had to go and kill all the dogs that were left behind. Just, right. like, just a lot of weird stuff you don't think about. And I like watching it because it makes me feel like smarter. You know, I'm like it's like I'm taking like a history lesson while also like being entertained. But it really is a really good show. Like if you haven't seen that, I definitely so you recommend have watched it. it. Yeah, so, so what, one, four or five episodes in right now, or yeah, four. It's, it's a six episode miniseries. Thing that is very worrisome. So Game of Thrones ended, which means our HBO thing got canceled. So at the end of the month. <laughs> Whatever, like the day that we signed up, we had 30 days after he canceled it, and so we'll see. I might run out of time. Out of time for what? To Before the series oh, wraps Chernobyl. up. Oh, yeah. Chernobyl, right. Well, Where you have to actually pay for HBO? 
Yeah, exactly. What about, uh, did you see Game of Thrones, The Last Watch, the wrap-up? Was it bad? I, I, we tried watching it? it. Me and my brother and my dad tried watching it. It's just boring. Oh, was it? It was unbelievably behind boring. The, behind yeah, the scene I mean, there's some cool stuff, I guess, like actors going through the read-throughs, and okay. some of them were like pretty pissed, like with the, when their character died and stuff like that, which was kind of funny to see. But other than that, it was just, it wasn't worth watching. No, it seems like a, it seems like it would have been really interesting, but it really just wasn't. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. Also, has any of us? I I know I've, I I didn't see it, and apparently you haven't either. Seen Rocket Man? No, I haven't seen it yet. But like I said. Maybe my prediction will be right, where I said it's going to be way better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, the reviews are like off the charts on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's like a ninety-five percent or really? something like that. I saw some, people are loving it. A friend of mine saw it and and said uh, it was more of a musical than uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know how Bohemian Rhapsody played music like in there, but uh, uh, but gave more of the backstory of the band. Now that I don't like, I hate musicals. I, I don't like Listen, them for movies. You all know I like what going I did, to plays, but Matt, tell me if you ever had to do something like this in college. I had to watch Beethoven's Magic Flute Opera and write a five-page paper. Now, did I watch the entire thing? It's three hours long, by the way. <laughs> did I watch the entire thing? No, just did some, you know, spark notes or whatever. Uh, got an A on the paper, by the way. But yeah, just the fact course. that the, the that stuff, I can't imagine people watch that for entertainment. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Yeah, we used to have to, yeah, watch movies or whatever and review them, write papers on it. Sometimes it'd be something you actually wanted to watch, so that was cool. But I was going to ask about Chernobyl. So that I've seen people obviously saying the same thing that you said, Jared. Is it kind of, so it's like, I don't know, is it like a historical thing? It, it's a true, mm-hmm. it's about the actual event, or is it like a fiction show? No, it's, I mean, it's... it's drama is a, Yeah, drama, is a, but I, it's real. I, it's yeah. a real, like, based on a true story they or whatever, actors, you know. but they're doing the true story. Exactly, yeah. Right. And it, okay. It's a tough watch. I mean, it's kind of sad, you know, some... They I don't know. I mean, it's not really spoiling. Off of them yeah, it's, it's a lot of gross stuff like that, and also like to close up the hole with all the radiation coming up. They basically had soldiers go do it, and this and, and then they, they it's a, basically a, yeah, death sentence once you go like within that range of it. And they didn't know it at the time, but Putin wasn't in charge then, was he? No, it, well, he has the birthmark on his head. What's, okay, uh, uh, Gorbachev. Yeah, is that? I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure. Welcome to college. I don't know. Stuff to watch. All right. Well, that's a tip for us to get into. Last night, uh, I was going to throw one out there. Yeah. Talked about rom-coms. I, I, no shame. <laughs> I love rom-coms. I think, Jared, you've said the same thing. We all like them. Uh, we watched, my wife and I, Wine Country on Netflix, the Tina Fey and Amy Poehler movie. She was laughing because we saw it come up, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's watch that. And she was she was just laughing because it's just like, it's it's definitely a chick flick if you want to mm-hmm. call it that but it was hilarious I don't know if you've watched any of the movies or like SNL with those girls I mean they're they're hilarious but that movie was good so I'll watch anything with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler yeah sounds pretty good was it a decent movie then it was yeah it was good I mean you know you know the storyline and stuff like that is pretty predictable but you know they're the it's just a bunch of friends going to wine country and drinking and those girls are hilarious so I mean we were cracking up Netflix Saturday night exactly like pick. I said it, Gotta grade it differently than you would a different than a movie that's in theaters. If it's on Netflix and it's basically free to you, I mean it's not necessarily free, right? But you gotta grade it up on a scale a little bit. Yeah, if we're going with the nine, uh, apparently nine is our scale. Now. Yeah, nine's our Give scale. It a good six. Okay, and that's good for Netflix, right? Yeah. If if you like their comedy, you know, like I said, if you like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, if you like their like style of comedy, mm-hmm. you would enjoy it. Oh, gotta love it for sure. So if you if that's a six, where would you put Bird Box, Jared, on Netflix? Bird Box, five, five. It wasn't. 
For on the Netflix scale? Yeah, Netflix Six. scale. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. It's funny. I was going to ask you, though, so, like, you know, Jared, you're right. People are blowing up about Chernobyl almost to the extent that, you know, two, what, two weeks ago, all anyone was talking about was Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. How quickly people, like, just move on. Exactly. I mean, it was like, literally, people were acting like their lives were going to end. They weren't going to be able to watch TV ever again. They didn't know what they were going to do with their free time when Game of Thrones ended. And you would almost think that that didn't even happen. And just, you know that you know that HBO knew that they had a hit on their hands. That's why they scheduled it, you know, to fill the Game of Thrones slot on Sunday well, nights. I, you, know? you know what? I, we, we've talked about it before, too. It's, a, it's an HBO series. It's going to be well put together, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I mean, HBO, is a, it, it's appointment television for those series they put out there. If you go back and look at all the different series that they've put out there, including The Sopranos, it's hard to beat. It's hard to be. I mean, one of the originals, I think you brought it up a week or two ago, Ted, Band of Brothers. That's exactly. one of the best. I mean, like Saving Private Ryan is one of my favorite movies ever, so I knew Band of Brothers was going to be good. Yeah. I never watched, what was the uh, like follow-up, The Pacific? Yeah, I think so. I, was I never good. watched that series, though. Right. It was supposed I, I heard it was good. It was good. It was good, but it was hard to beat Band of Brothers. I mean, that was yeah. just absolutely stellar, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap this segment up, boys, as we got NBA basketball to watch. Uh, Jeopardy James up to almost $2.5 million. Is anybody going to beat him? How is he able to do this? He's- I don't get it. It's mind-boggling. It's incredible. How can no one are – these? Are they just? is it, like, fixed? Are they just fighting the biggest idiots in the world to go compete against him, or what is it? How well, is it – First of all, I think he's a genius. I think he might, he might have he a little must autism. Have some, yeah, some sort of thing in his brain where if he sees something once – He'll remember it for the rest of his life. There's that. I think part of his strategy where he's he's starting at the bottom of the board and working his way up, I think he hits that buzzer just immediately. He doesn't even hear – they don't even start the question. He hits that buzzer. I saw this one guy the other night. It was an Asian fella. He was pounding on that buzzer, and he couldn't get in. James would just nail it. How? But how is that? How can you not get in? What? what why not just as soon as they start the question, just press it? He was, he was snoozing and losing. <laughs> I don't know, but James is uh, he's he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, is this appointment TV? I mean, are you watching? My it parents now? watch it. I, you know, I'll watch it with them as, yeah. as well because we only have one TV in my house. As I said before, it's okay. kind of a problem. So sometimes. that's a problem. But it, it is a, it's appointment television for them, and it's just at what point does this does it ever become boring? I feel like it's kind of lost some of its steam already. Uh, that two to- weeks off they took was probably the worst thing they could have done. But that, I think they got it back. They got the momentum coming back. I'm watching every night. Pushing I know to that. break the record and stuff. That, that's what you want to see now. Right. He'll get it. There. I don't. I, I'm not sure he'll ever lose. <laughs> <laughs> I have, have I, to kick him off. I have never seen anybody that is such a machine. I mean, he knows everything. What is every his, category? Do we know? Like, what is, does he go home at night? Like now and just study up stuff. Like, what is? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I thought I saw something on Twitter. Some some podcaster out there uh, interviewed him. I forget who it was. It wasn't. Oh, he was on Pat McAfee's show. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to see it. Did you watch that at all or listen to it? it? I mean, I saw the clip. I I think I retweeted it from our Three Point Pod site. Yeah, that's um, where I saw it. Yeah, I didn't actually watch it, but apparently he was good. And McAfee said they're like best friends now. So McAfee's hilarious. So I love McAfee. That's like you're you're like I'm young and I'm hip. I like McAfee. That's what that kind of is. You're a, you're a dork. <laughs> He's a hater. That's he is, is a hater. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I can't like things. No, that's true. I don't know. I, I just people really are, and a lot of my friends. Maybe it's just because my all my friends are so obsessed okay. with Pat McAfee that it just you know I got to be contrarian. Just gotta. Oh, remember remember I did say he did a he did a. Uh, 
an audition on a football game last year. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, the Detroit Lions against Packers last yeah, year. Yeah, I would love to see him on Monday Night Football. But yeah, I, the game that didn't Matt Prater threw a touchdown pass that game, and he was like going crazy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, very solid. By the way, we'll wrap this segment up. I, I I'll catch you guys by surprise a little bit here. You know, we're doing a podcast, three point podcast. We're gaining steam. We're we're having fun with it. But uh, what is your favorite podcast? First of all, number one. Do you have one you can say that's my go to? Uh, pardon my take. On Barstool, you know, Barstool Big Cat and PFT Commenter. I don't know if you, you've seen I know them on Twitter. I know who it is. Yep. No one, their interviews, and it's like you, you try to take it when you, you have your own podcast, try to like just see what is it about their interviews that make them just so much more different. Is it the and questions? They are just able to They are able to open up people like you wouldn't believe. Just people that wouldn't would give, you know, normally canned answers. Mm-hmm. Some, something about their personalities and just like how they're able to, you know, they're like the type of guys where you meet, you, if you, you meet them once and it's like you've known them your whole life. Is it a you know? daily one? Is it on every day? Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Yeah. How, about, how about you, Matt? Yeah, they're good. And I, I think what they have is Levitard's radio show. Is, that's my favorite radio show. I mean, I, I want to listen to it every day. Same thing. He's able – the way he interviews people, he gets them to open up, like you just said, Jared. Um, he's got, like, a, a skill, I think, at, at interviewing people. My favorite podcast, though, I think it's like a 1A and 1B. There's a guy, Lewis Howes. Um, he's kind of like a lifestyle. Um, it's kind of like a motivational type of thing. He's got a bunch of books that I've read. School of Greatness is the name of his podcast. He has a ton of great guests and stuff. I, I listen to that. But Marty Smith's America podcast, you know, Marty Smith, the ESPN reporter and everything, yeah. he, he has a podcast that's really good, too. So th- those two are probably my top two. This might seem like a silly question as a follow-up. Um, have, have you guys ever listened or do you tune into any podcasts that are so bad you can't stop listening mm, no i came across one you, you guys know how big <laughs> you guys know how big a fan i am of howard stern right yeah okay one of his sidekicks back in the day his name is stuttering john i don't know if you ever heard of this guy or know who i'm talking about yeah he ended up quitting howard Stern's show and became the uh the announcer for the jay leno show Okay, and Howard hated him after that, hated Jay Leno. There was a lot of bad talk going on, and Stuttering John took the job with Jay. Well, that didn't work out so well once Jay hung it up. So Stuttering John now has his own podcast. It's called the Stuttering John Podcast. And I came across it and listened to it, and I'm not lying. It is is the most horrendous thing. All he does is badmouth Howard Stern and and the whole his whole time on the show. It's... Uh, it's just, it's hard to describe, but I can't stop listening to it. It's kind of like one of those things when someone says, oh, man, this smells so bad. You got to smell it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like they that. they say that, you're like, all right, let me smell it. Well, the funny. kind of like that. Sort of, yeah. And the, uh, the other thing, it's, I guess it just hooked me in because he was a huge part of the Stern show for many years. So it's kind of interesting to hear him on the other side, you know, and now he's kind of become a big loser and, you know, and he, he's a bitter man and he's, you know, it's, it's just, it's just bizarre to listen to it. Other, other than Howard Stern, what do you listen, like what sport? Talk. You, I mean, do you, are you just all ser- are you all serious, XM? I love my serious. I mean, I pay for it, so I, I listen to it in the car all the time. I listen to Mad Dog, Mad Dog Radio, mm-hmm. for my sports, and ESPN, too, of course, Matt. Yeah. And I do like Lebetard. I think he's one of the better radio shows they have. Who's his sidekick there? What? Stugatz. I like Stugatz. Oh, yeah, Stugatz, yep. Now, you're, who's your favorite sports radio personality other than Barstool? That, someone that's not at Barstool? Yeah. Um, huh. Do you like Stephen A.? Oh, I love Stephen A. I love Skip Bayless. I love those guys. I love Skip Bayless. I love Stephen A. I like Colin Cowherd. 
I mean, you just can't beat the PTI, the 530, the, those two, oh, the crew. Oh, that's a great it's show. Just, that is just a great show. It's, it's, you know, it's basic. Everyone says it. It's everyone's favorite show. It's not Maybe it's not quite as good as it once was, but it's just a, it's still good. It's still I mean, a really good show. The and dynamic. The still, the high, still the highest rated show on ESPN. Yeah, unbelievable chemistry just between those two. Hey, yeah. by, by the way, anything coming uh, down the pike on ESPN you close in on? Anything new coming up? Uh, I mean, there's a late night show coming on ESPN2. It's going to be like a... Uh, you know, like a Letterman or a Jay oh. Leno, Conan O'Brien type show that they're going to do. Have they announced uh, the talent for that yet? Uh, it's not anyone, like, famous, I guess, that we probably would recognize. Okay. Um, they're just trying to do some, change up some programming at night for some, for, for the kids, you know. Okay. When they're, when they're up late. Uh, the gambling stuff, though, is starting to really pick up. Where, yeah. uh They're opening up a studio in Las Vegas, and there's a gambling show on ESPN2 that airs daily. So um, ESPN is definitely getting on board with the gambling stuff, which used to be, uh, Ted, you definitely know, you know, that used to be very cliche to talk about gambling and sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, that's probably a big thing. And I, also probably, I, mean, I like Ryan Russillo and Bill Simmons, I would say, as well. Those two are both really good together, and they have a podcast yeah. that they do like once a week. So Very solid. Hello, Russillo and uh, SVP, they're starting a podcast, too. You oh, know, really? They, the radio show used to be SVP and Russillo, mm-hmm. and then, like, all that stuff happened with Russillo, but... Yeah, they're starting. I think it may like once a month. They're doing like a monthly podcast. So, because they, you know, so many people were wanting Rosillo and SVP back. So, so that could be good. I don't know if they're uh, still affiliated with ESPN or not, but I also listened on on uh, to a podcast, Mitch Albums, the Sports Reporters, with him and Lupica. Um, oh yeah, it's that's pretty good. That's on once a week. Yeah, they're. I mean, I don't think like that's. Rep- I don't think it's like an ESPN show, but I mean, they definitely the Sports Reporters was a show on ESPN. Yep. And they're always on outside the lines and stuff, but yeah, it's, yeah it's, I know. I mean, Mitch Album, he's you know obviously people in Michigan. He's a great writer, and he you know he's a Michigan guy, so he he's good. All right, well we'll wrap this show up, guys. Before we do though, just want to tell our listeners check out SheridanAuctionService dot com for info on upcoming auctions. Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, they've been around in the professional auction business for over 30 years. They've sold hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate and equipment. That's not a typo. That is a fact. The Novak online auction ends June 5th and bid on 22 acres of prime land in Owasso Township before June 10th. Call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details or hit them up online at SheridanAuctionService.com for upcoming auctions. Well, wrapping up the show, boys, uh, I don't know what you got in mind uh, next weekend, Jared. You gonna, are are you a Kerwood guy? Actually, I'm. I've, I, was, I made a note to bring this up, and I completely forgot. I'm gonna be playing in a three-on-three basketball tournament on Sunday. Are you? Yeah, the Carson Vincent three-on-three uh, three tournament over else here. Oh, got a team together. That's awesome. Who's your squad? Uh, so basically, it's me, Josh Richardson, and Chris Willie. Still looking for a fourth. So uh, spots open to you if you want to <laughs> strap them back up, bring out those stirrups. No, after you said your squad, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, we're. It's uh basically I'm gonna have to go like Kemba Walker even though but I'm not capable <laughs> of doing that so but the, I will say this I have a, we're gonna have the most heart right we're gonna have the most determination we're gonna be the most well-coached team it was is your dad gonna be there is that why <laughs> no I'm just gonna I, we're gonna be player coach Chris Ball player coach okay and we'll see how far that gets us I mean we're gonna play hard we're gonna leave it on the floor I got one recommendation you better get a fourth player that's all yeah. I can say yeah, especially I don't know if it's going to be hot that day, but yeah, have, having a sub is key in three on three. And it's inside. 
Oh, it's inside. Yeah, they're playing in the in the varsity gym and the uh, the auxiliary gym over there. From yeah. what I understand, that, that changes it up a lot because sometimes playing on a road or you know a parking lot or whatever, you know, with the sun shining in your eyes, that really changes things up. You so. got to play the wind, the weather conditions. Yeah, so. that'll be I, that's great, Jared. It's nice to see oh, you getting cool. away from the computer and you know your phone. <laughs> Get out there and do some physical stuff. These these millennials, right? <laughs> Gen Zs or whatever you're called. <laughs> Hey, you need a, you, you're making fun of those guys practicing their dribble moves and their shots at the rec center at Grand Valley. Maybe you should get out in the driveway and, you know, shake the rust off. Um, I probably should take a – I probably – because it has been a while. I'm since sure I you will, right? You and got, as you, you remember, I retired from pickup basketball, so I'm lacing them back up for maybe the last time. So May have to get some video of this one posted on our site. All right, hey, boys, you got anything else before we wrap? I like so. Right. I, so what? What are you guys' picks? I, I think it's going to be one-one by the time this pod drops. Yeah, Warriors uh, Raptors. Two-zero. Two-zero. Oh, Drake. Wow. Drake is all the talk on Monday sports talk. Can't two, wait. Two-zero and Raptors win it in seven. There you go. Hot going, take. Going deep. All right, guys. Let's call it a pod. And everybody out there listening, please share a three-point podcast with all your friends and family. Subscribe and rate three-point podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in. Or Google Play Music. I don't know for other sites as well, but uh, definitely give us a rating. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at 3 Point Pod. Support our 3 Point Podcast partners, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, and Card Service Michiana. And be sure to check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit and Midwest Sports Network for their awesome programming, including 3 Point Podcast. This has been a 3 Point Podcast production in conjunction with Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Three Point Podcast. Hey.